De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to discuss the rise of the strategic technicians. Joining us is Matt Bolian, who's the co-founder and head of growth at Rev Partners, which designs, builds, and executes revenue operations to support holistic go-to-market strategies for scaling companies. Yesterday, Matt and I talked about the rise of the strategic technician, and today we're going to continue our conversation and discuss RevOps as competitive differentiation. Okay, here's my conversation with Matt Bolian, the co-founder and head of growth at Rev Partners. Matt, welcome back to the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here again, Doug. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, I have to tell you, we are a company that services RevOps professionals. We have an entire community called the OpsArts community, and I got to tell you, out of the gate, we agree RevOps is a competitive differentiator. But I think what we're digging into here, Matt, is not that you have a great RevOps team can trot them out during a sales call. It's the impact of that team. If you've got a rock and roll RevOps team, you're more likely to win the marketplace. Is that what we're saying here? Yes. Made that easy. Yes. Let me, <laughs> a RevOps individual can help you win faster. And this is what I like to say is there are principles in RevOps that transcend business models. And so a RevOps professional knows how to apply those regardless of where they go. And so there's some, there's best practices that you're either doing or not doing. And it's yes, no questions. And so when I say competitive differentiation, it's, it allows you to move faster because of how your data models are structured and what questions you can answer and how quickly you can answer them. That's what RevOps helps you do. Thus, if you can move faster, you can pivot faster, you can win faster. You brought up something yesterday that was really interesting. You talked about it. I think I labeled it the golden triangle, so you can take that one. Matt, that's all yours. But we talked about how if you truly want to be strategic in the RevOps function, begin thinking in the context of the business outcomes that your managers, that the leadership is trying to drive. You talked about increasing deal velocity. You talked about increasing the average deal size. You talked about contributing to pipeline. In other words, how are you helping deliver pipeline? In this case, what you're saying is, we're going to take best practices. By the way, RevOps best practices exist outside of the organization. We're going to apply those in such a way that, say, you're getting to that data quicker, and it's integrated much more quickly into the average deal cycle so that you are actually competing in a way that outpaces your competition. Are there things that you see RevOps folks do that ultimately make you feel like they're not understanding that bigger business model, the larger picture? Yeah, I'll answer the question this way. At Rev Partners, we've broken down these RevOps processes into tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four. And there's like different points in a company's maturity level based on, usually based on their reoccurring revenue, where they where they need different processes at different points. Let me give, just give you an example is, or, or based on their go-to-market. If I'm doing an outbound, if I have in my model that I, that I have an outbound motion, 
outbound me. I'm going to prospect into cold individuals that have not heard of my company. There are certain processes that, that exist every time. Number one, list building. How are you going to build that list? Where are you getting information from? Once you have built the list, how are you then segmenting that to the correct, how are you going to route those into the correct persons so they know they've worked it? If they have worked it, when are you going to rotate it? Is it going to be rotated? Once you have booked a meeting, how is it going into the sales cycle? Do you have an AE and a BDR model? So like the same questions happen every single time. So like the biggest mistakes I've seen is trying to think about an outbound prospecting motion without thinking it's already been done. And so that you're building a data model. And so these questions have been asked before and just reaching out to others. So like, that's why op stars or like communities like this are so important because these questions have already been asked, never create a process without first going to a community and saying, Hey, how have you done this? That's the biggest mistake that I see people messing up in, in RevOps. Right. So not recognize there's community, number one. Number two, believing they're inventing the wheel. It already exists. And if you're disconnected from that and you're not making those connections, you're likely to make more mistakes. That makes a ton of sense. And how about this orientation? We go back to the golden triangle, if you will. How about this orientation towards business outcomes? You actually recommended yesterday as well that people think in terms of, you know, can I understand a PL? You ask people to be able to put together a forecast and then have a strong set of opinions on current and potential items in the RevTech stack, if you will. Where do you have people kind of focus when they start thinking about that combination of business outcomes and technology? How do you get them to really stay with that goal in mind? And again, the idea here is that how do we create a rev tech stack and a rev ops organization that makes a material difference in the selling and marketing cycle such that you're winning more business? I did say yesterday as well as what a strategic technician can do. And as you're learning is, you know, what questions to ask. So if I'm training or like, what am I to answer your question is I'm saying, especially as I think about how do you make it your competitive differentiation as a rev ops is, is I might ask an organization a question or I'll ask someone a question of, can you tell me today to my VP of sales? Can you today tell me, are we going to hit our quarterly target? Yes or no. And if someone says no, then there's all these different, like once you know that question, you can start asking other questions and it's like creating a model that a RevOps person can repeat and rinse out for those data models. A RevOps, a RevOps professional's job is to create insights. Well, it's create hindsight, insight, and foresight. And if you, so ask questions that start with hindsight. Like, do you know if you've achieved what you wanted to? Do you know if you're going to achieve what you need to? And can you predict where the market's going? And so you're trying to work, you're just working through these questions throughout. And so that's why I'm helping, that's what we help people think. If I was a robots person, that's what I would say, hey, that's what you're starting to think about. We're talking about competitive differentiation. I'll share a, a moment from two years ago when I was out looking for conversational intelligence software. And I went to the Gong.io website. This is 2020, right? Beginning of the pandemic. Go to the website. I fill out a form. Let's say it's a demo request form. I get a phone call within a minute. And because of the timing of the phone call, I picked up the call because my sense was that was a reaction to my completing the demo form. And I was deeply impressed by that from Gong in the sense that they were able to, by the way, the form did not include my phone number. I should indicate that by the way, my phone, <laughs> it did not, it was my name. It was my company. It was my title, did not have my phone number. Suddenly I get a phone call. So I would bring that back to you, Matt, and say that's an example of competitive differentiation, writ revenue ops. In other words, my sense overall is that was rev ops in the background, making sure that worked like a fine-tuned machine. Is that a good example of maybe competitive differentiation in the market, actively in the market currently? 
Quick answer, yes. How quickly you can respond to an inbound lead, specifically a BOFU like demo. There's like a, um, what's the word we call it? There's not a shelf, a half-life. And the half-life is honestly, it's about three minutes. So if you're not contacting somebody after they've done it, so to think about that, like the process, like you said, you went to a form that did not have your phone number. So they're probably using like a Lucia or a Zoom info or something in the background. So they submitted the form. That form had to go pick your phone number. And it had to be right, by the way. They had to go pick your phone number. Then from picking your phone number, it had to be distributed and routed to the correct SDR. The SDR had to be waiting. (laughs) And then they had to dial your phone automatically for you to be there. And they probably said, hey, Doug, so they knew your name. So it was pulled up in their CRM. That is beautiful. Yes. Like that is a definition of the competitive advantage of RoOps. And that isn't really stinking hard. That doesn't happen by accident. That happens with a lot of forethought and execution. So great example. Well, okay. So we get it, folks. I mean, so that's, and we're taking one of the kind of core classic signals, if you will, which is somebody's interest. They fill out a lead form, react quickly. So I'll take it up a level for you. I'm going to add a little more detail, Matt. You tell me if this is still RevOps, because certainly this was RevOps as well. But I didn't get a follow-up call from an SDR. Guess what I got a follow-up call from? Take a wild guess. An AE? I got a call from the head of sales for a region who was wow. ready to negotiate was ready to negotiate on the spot. Because they knew it was a executive sending a form. Executive wow. sending a form. So I mean, I think we're all well by that. And I have to say, guys, if that's not happening for you on the Gong website currently, I'm sorry, but I have to say they're fully capable of it. And my sense is it is still happening, right? Another organization that did something similar that I was deeply impressed with was Zoom Info itself, right? Same type of situation. So that's an example. I think, I, you know, what I want folks to recognize here is that this is not us, you know, chatting over coffee on a, on a Monday morning here. There's some real results that happen when you prioritize RevOps. And that's a great example. So I still tell that story. I tell that story to my wife's friends who are in medicine. <laughs> now, I'm sure I bore them to no end. But to me, that's a great example of just a business operating and humming at full speed. And guess what? Guess who won my business? Gong won my business. I bet they slapped the gong too. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Matt, enjoy the conversation today. Really appreciate you being on the podcast again. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Doug. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Matt Bullion, co-founder and head of growth at Rev partners for joining us in part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow. Matt and I are going to dig in and talk about why there's no such thing as tool agnosticism. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't get a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to revgenpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the RevGen podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, You can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking, because the revenue isn't going to generate itself. 